Hey, Scooby Squad. Welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true story about man's best friend. I'm Annika. And I'm Hannah. And today, Hannah's going to tell you a story that's very near and dear to her heart, Guide Dogs. We did it, guys. We got Hannah to bring a story today. <laughs> yep. And it took me a while to write it down, even though it's just pretty much about me. Um, <laughs> not just about me, obviously. I'm not a dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we could tell that, my friend. Oh, my goodness. Well, we, never mind. So, guide we, dogs. I don't think we have any other news. I know. So, we can just get going. Um, so... We're going to, I'm going to tell you about guide dogs. Um, I've told you guys this a lot of times already and we're in episode four. Um, (laughs) I trained guide dogs or my family trained guide dogs um, starting when I was in high school for my senior project. So I'm going to tell you the story of my journey with my uh, first dog that I fully raised. And then I'm going to tell you about the organization that my family raised for, um, it's just it's just such a great organization. Um, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do this topic pretty early. Um, so when I was in high school, we were told my freshman year that we had to do a senior project, and I was very lost for what to do. Um, <laughs> I was like, "What?" Like it was none of my older. I have two older brothers. None, neither of them had to do one, um, and it was just like this thing that the state started and that like and then that kind of year. abandoned it yeah because we were yeah we were the same year and so mm-hmm. our class was supposed to be the first one that did senior projects yeah and they started like for like a year and a half they were mm-hmm. like so gung-ho about it and then they it just like disappeared the at st- least for us like, so yeah the state totally disappeared it. the state dropped it but my school was a is a was a city school um so it wasn't in like the the same district as like the rest of the county that I lived in. It's kind of crazy. And so my school district was like, no, this is a really good thing for our kids to do. Like it helps them mm-hmm. like service oriented, um, just something to help, like help them think about their futures. And so they, they push it does it. help you learn how to do like a research essay. Yeah. Cause I hadn't, I know like I hadn't done one up to that point. Uh, okay. Not at least, like, not that in, in depth. Yeah, I wrote a 14-page paper on guide dogs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, when I was... So, they modified it, so we they kind of slowed us down on it. Um, so, I didn't have to choose until my the end of my sophomore year is w- when we kind of decided what to do. Um, and... I don't remember how my mom brought it up, but I hadn't even thought about this. But my mom was like, what about raising a guide dog? And the, and I was like, dad, dad would never go for that. That's that's a lot. Your dad, who's a vet, would never I know. go for that. I just like he gets really stressed. He, he got really stressed out by like extra things to care yeah, for okay, in the that house. Makes sense. Yeah. And so he was like, we don't need another animal. But he was not like that at all, actually. Um he was like that's a great idea because at the time I wanted to be a veterinarian and sometimes I still do um (laughs) and so my mom brought it up we talked about it my dad got on board um 
and in my my junior year of high school we started training this puppy um he was a, a boy black lab golden retriever mix named hamlet and um hamlet was a no he was a, just a, he was a no-go um he yeah i don't even know how like to describe him other than just a hot mess of a dog. <laughs> he was he was very sweet, um, very cute, and very lovable, but he was just not not a worker. He wanted not to Not a working boy. Not a work not made for working. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it was af- about after like literally two months of having him, he um got sent back to Florida. And it was super discouraging for me. Um some I got a little bit judged by the group of puppy raisers or a couple of them not all yeah that's so frustrating (laughs) a couple of the puppy raisers in my group so you you have a group with like probably I'm gonna say 10 to 15 other puppy raisers that you go meet with once a month and yeah maybe twice a month um and some of the other younger ones because there were there were a few like college-aged kids in the in the in the puppy group and I kind of felt like they were judging me for not being able to handle this dog right away but um a little about me as a kid I was very shy um I had and still have sometimes a stutter when I get nervous and (laughs) huh buffering yeah that's part of the buffering my tongue gets stuck um is what it feels like at least um and I got I got really discouraged and felt just like super embarrassed, but, um, I, I sucked it up and I was like, no, I want to do this. It's my senior project. I have to, I have to do something. And this, I felt like I really needed to, to raise a guide dog. Um, and I forgot to say this. I skipped completely over it. One of the, one of the things that made me want to do this was there's this barbie book yeah um that my that we had when when um i was a kid and oh and i had the exact like we've talked about this Mm -hmm. before i had the exact same barbie book and i don't don't i don't know if i read any of the other barbie books no i didn't but i read that one (laughs) and i remember it so vividly to this day yeah stacy had the guide dog puppy yeah and i I remember being like eight and reading that and was like, I want to do that one day. And so, and so 16, yeah, 16 year old me was like, I can't give up on that. Um, so, and it, but it kind of sucked because this was Hamlet. We, Hamlet was taken back to Florida in November of my junior year. Um, and sometimes it takes a while for puppies, for, um, puppies to be born and to be ready to go to a puppy raiser and they get, they get, assigned like ahead of time um so it's it's weird how you you have to wait and have to like line up right um so we waited until may (laughs) the end of my junior year so six months for cassie okay pausing because like also because you've told me this story before i mean we're best friends so like i literally know all of her stories i'm pretty sure she knows all of mine stories We're pretty much there. Uh, but I also want to say, like, she's told me in the past that, like, the people who were judging her about 
oh you it's just you like you just don't know how to handle this dog yeah also couldn't handle that dog like more experienced people later we're just like oh yeah he's just not meant for working dogs and you were like yeah I know like I told you that yeah so someone like before he went to Florida or back to Florida for all the way from North Carolina someone I someone from our group that was very experienced had raised like 20 or 30 dogs oh wow at him like yeah like raised a lot of dogs and and she was like he's he's tough um she let us sneak to see him one more time before he Aww. went back to Florida because we weren't supposed to. Um, that's like a, a big, it's a big no-no. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. Sorry, Southeastern Guide Dogs, if you're hearing this, but it's, <laughs> it's been a long time. It was 2008. Yeah. <laughs> 2009, probably. I was, Enough time I was young. I um, yeah. So just to close off Hamlet, because I found this out actually when I, when I dropped Cassie off for training, I found out that Hamlet um, was actually still in school in at the school when I dropped Cassie off for training. My the second dog that I got, and I got to see him. And the trainer that had been working with him was told me then he was like, "Oh my God, you're not supposed to see him." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oops." And but he said, "Hamlet's this really sweet boy." I don't think he's going to end up being a working dog. Yeah. And I found out later they sent, they sent my family a letter that said that Hamlet was placed as a pet in a yep. very, with a very nice family. Yeah. Um, and he just didn't have like the temperament for all didn't. that. He work. had so much energy. Yeah. He got the zoomies like flat five times a day. Like I'm oh not, I'm not even exaggerating. Like this boy was that's a lot full of life. And I still like think back fondly on Hamlet. Um, yeah. In some ways, but he was very difficult for a <laughs> nervous 16-year-old who really wanted to do well. So, we're going to move on to Cassie now, who's our, she's our, she's our main um, today. Yeah. Cassie, um, I'm going to, I'm going to try to just do important details, but all the fun <laughs> ones too. Um, she came to us in May of 20, 2009 like I said I was a just about to be a senior in high school um and I the first thing I remember when I met her um I we picked her up from a family from um Charlotte so someone drove them the whole litter up from Florida there's a litter of five um drove the litter up and we picked up Cassie out of a, someone's another puppy raiser's backyard and she was just doing her own thing and I was like this is interesting she she didn't care that anyone else was there to pet her like the other puppies did Cassie was happy and she was Cassie um (laughs) and and I picked her up and she wiggled around in my arms um and they told me you got a spunky one and I was like okay I'm on board and I put the collar I put her collar on her and she lost her mind. She started thrashing around and was like, who's controlling my neck? It is so funny when like puppies get a collar so on for cute. the first time. Cause there's like, what? No, like I don't uh, like this. It was so funny. Um, and Southeastern has changed a lot about what they do now. And I'm going to talk more about them later, but now puppies, when they get to you have, have had a collar and a heart and, oh, okay. and a leash on before. Yeah. But it's just, back in 2009 when I did this they they just they hadn't um 
And so I was like, well, this is, this is interesting. She was pulling everywhere. Didn't know where, <laughs> like, I was like, okay. Like, but she, she was literally eight weeks old, you guys. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't discouraged She's by that. She's still a baby. Um, so Cassie, we just, after that initial, like, goofiness, we just under we just got each other. Um, she quickly, um, my family just just knew and uh, we knew this with every guide dog with every puppy that we raised each one of them attached more to one person mm-hmm. and it wasn't always the main trainer but with cassie i was the main trainer and she was attached to me and i was attached to her um <laughs> she learned very quickly um she and for reference she was a full a full lab um, I think I said she was golden. Yeah. And a very, oh God, a very pretty golden. We're going to post pictures on the Instagram. I got to find some. Um, but some of her, some of her cool or fun moments of training. Um, we, we did, um, puppy pool party and she learned oh. how to swim. <laughs> I know it's so, there's that like, that is some, so cute. I, I need a puppy pool party in my life. It was, it's chaotic. I need that as mess. But, I need that. Oh my god, it is <laughs> precious. And for a lab, it took her a while to take up swimming. She kept doing that thing where their paws just like slap the water, Aww. and she was really scared. That's <laughs> so cute. And like her, she her litter. She was there were two girls and three boys in her litter, and her brothers just like at like four months old, just like hopped in the water and um, just swam. And she was like, no, don't want it. <laughs> She like wouldn't let me go away from her if we were in, when I got her in the water. Um, yeah. But um, some some other highlights. Um, I had a surgery the summer between junior and senior year on my toes. Oh yeah. I had really bad ingrown toenails for a really long time. Have it was a I was like I was awake for it. It was more like a procedure, I guess, than a surgery. But sure. they injected acid into my toenail bed. All right, and moving on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Um, sorry, didn't mean to gross anybody out. Um, and I woke up after the second procedure in the middle of the night with my toes like on fire, like hurt so bad. And yeah. ugh, I like, I was like, I have to take care of this. But I had Cassie sleeping in a crate in my room. And I was like, oh God, this puppy's going to go insane if I get up. Like, cause you know, like puppies. Oh, yeah. It, like I just assumed that like she sees me get up she's just gonna want to play with me because that's what oh, we did for sure Especially yeah when when my dog sees me like get up in the mornings it's like all right let's go play time yeah. I'm like no 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 that's not what's happening so, <laughs> so I was like I but I I was like but I have to I have to do something like I felt like I was gonna lose my mind it hurt yeah. so bad um so I got up and I looked at I I leaned down and I looked at Cassie and I said I need you to stay here and I need you to stay okay I was like I love you bye and I like whispered at her and she she looked at me she laid her head down and I went and took care of my toes I don't know um that is but so she sweet. She left just, me alone she just knew what you needed right now right then and there that's yeah yeah she was she was three and maybe four months old at the time wow and I was like this dog is special yeah um, that's so intuitive to just <laughs> yeah yeah Cassie always knew exactly how to read me um and so some of the things that 
we have to teach puppies um are your basic commands sit stay um heal you kind of teach them directions um like right Mm -hmm. and left so like walking down a street if you're taking a natural right you say just right and if you if you're like 90 degree angle turning like turning a corner or and you're choosing to change direction then you say right right or left left Um, okay and so that tells them that it's like an actual change in direction um it's an it's one of those commands like i talked about it last week that like they don't necessarily you don't necessarily have to know that they know it like with sit but right after after hearing it long enough from a a pretty young age they know right and left pretty well they'll they'll get it pretty quickly um let's see sit stay heal come obviously place place thank you (laughs) um place is a big one um i'm still working on that with buffy (laughs) places so nice if you don't do place with your dog or if you don't no place it's literally just they have like a dog bed or a blanket and you say place and they go right to that place and they sit there and they stay mm-hmm. um oh i didn't say lay um oh yeah one oh, there's that one something fun <laughs> that we would do at um with our at our guide dog meetings was well we'd talk about doing puppy push-ups is what we called it which is oh just my gosh so cute which is just going from sit to down to stand um, I forgot stand too. Um, I'll, I'm sure I'll think of more. Um, oh, yeah. but most of it's about a lot of guide dog training is about obedience. Like just like you, you, of course you have to learn the commands first, but then obeying the commands like long term, yeah, like, like being able to take direction and oh. listen to your person. So down and under to go oh, under yeah. a chair, mm-hmm. or you can also say under down. Um, they were, and it, also things might've changed a little bit because I raised a guide dog over 10 years ago, but my family kept raising, um, after that, the big thing is socialization. So I tried to take Cassie as many places as possible. And when, um, and she would also, she would come to sporting events. Like I, I would, I did fencing in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my parents would bring her to fencing meets, um, it was a really good exposure because she'd be around people all day and not able to just approach them. Yeah. She would be around me all day and not be able to approach me, which just showed how much self-control she had. Um, yeah, that's really impressive. Yeah. And, yeah, it was some she did. She wasn't always perfect. Um, this dog also pooped in a, the middle of a parade um, <laughs> when she was very she was very young at the time. Um, she would get the nervous, the nervous poop. She would get the nervous poop sometimes. Yeah. Um, it happened once in a mall. We know all about, <laughs> not me personally, <laughs> dogs like with my, nervous poops. My dog knows all about the nervous poops. Yeah. That made it sound like that's something yeah, that no. I struggle with in my life. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh no. Um, oh Lord. Yeah. So she she had she did have that as a little bit of a problem but it was Cassie was 90% of the time um just such a big confidence booster for me um I actually took her to school with me um two days I got permission from my principal for her to 
go to school with me my senior year um, for two days. She sat with me in class. Um, I made sure to give her a potty break between band and chorus because my senior year in, in the year schedule was pretty chill. Um, That's nice when you can get that your senior year. Yeah. Um, that was my second semester too. Yeah. Nice. Um, and my English teacher and my calculus teacher were completely on board. They were like, that's awesome. She, she did great except when one of my friends um, decided to, that it was time to distract her in calculus. Yeah. And I, <laughs> because she knew all my friends really well. Um, so yeah, she, she got so many experiences. I, I could probably talk about more of that all day but um i could probably talk about it for like eight episodes um we won't yeah <laughs> um, but her just being so responsive um definitely helped me gain my voice um as a as a trainer and honestly just as like a teenager because i was so timid um until then ever i had a lot of people tell me that i that i looked different when i had cassie with me um and that I acted different. Um, and, but not, again, not to say that she didn't have her issues. I can distinctly, I distinctly remember one time she was in her early teenage phase, like eight, six, seven months old, probably. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I was work. I was, we were just practicing commands, like sit and stay. We did distance stay. Like I have her sit and stay. And then I walk away and she, expect her to stay for about we got up to probably five or six minutes of stay um that's good but we we practiced at least 20 or 30 minutes a day just on those basic commands um and uh she but she was she was doing it and then all of a sudden she stood up I corrected her and she barked at me and one of the things we teach guide dogs is no noise Um, so they learn no noise from a very, very young age and labs fortunately are pretty compliant dogs. And I hardly ever heard this dog bark. So she barked, she looked at me, she tried to look at my eyes. So she was like literally challenging me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I, she was ready to be the boss. I don't know what got into me, but I just threw myself across the room. I tackled this dog <laughs> gently. Which I didn't hurt her. Right, right. Um, and I, <laughs> I tackled her to the ground. I pinned her like a wrestling move, and then I bit her on the ear. Um, yeah. And okay, <laughs> that sounds super weird. That I know. Sounds so weird. I mean, I know. I didn't like put her whole ear in my mouth. Um, <laughs> this is something. <laughs> so my dad was an old school vet. Yeah. Um, like went to vet school in the late in the late 70s early 80s he worked with a lot of large animals and biting an animal on the ear is something that horse trainers do Mm -hmm. um and so something my dad taught me was that because he was he was he was involved my parents were both involved in training cassie yeah um something my dad taught me was that you can bite an animal on the ear just like a little tiny nip not like an actual bite right 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 you just lightly 
<laughs> Again, I know it's it's still going to be weird. It is weird. Just lightly put your teeth on their ear. Just lightly let them know that you're in charge. And good Lord, it works. Yep. She straightened right up immediately. Um, yeah. I've tried this with Buffy a few times, like when she won't listen. Like, because again... We know each other's stories, so I've tried it with Buffy, too. So, like, I've heard this one before, but, but yeah, it's so weird. But they it understand it. Yeah. You can, there's, there's like, this look of, like, ah, oh, I messed up. That's, like, the afterwards. I'm and so not going to mess with you no more. Um, yeah. So, Cassie was called to go back um, to um, the guide dog school for her formal training uh, in April of my senior year. I didn't get to have her for as long as you normally get to have a guide dog puppy. Well, right. Cause you got a, you got her, I got her in the end of May. Right. And she left before a year. It was even over. Yeah. Um, most of our other guide dogs that my family raised last, like stayed with us for a year, a year and a half. Um, and yeah, our last one stayed for like two years, which is oh, really Oakley stayed for a long time. Um, it's not, it's oh, not, I thought com- you were talking about Marvin. Okay. Oh no, it was Marvin. Marvin stayed for like two years. I looked I at right. I looked at Oakley's name on the dog yeah. list and said Oakley. <laughs> yeah, Oakley was like our third dog or fourth dog. Um, yeah. So anyway, so Cassie got tra- called back for train for her formal training. But another thing you have to do with your guide dogs is a puppy camp. So I need to go to puppy camp. Yeah, puppy I camp. need to have a puppy pool party, and I need to go to puppy camp. That sounds so cute. <laughs> puppy camp would have been a lot more fun if I knew Cassie wasn't leaving me forever in like three weeks. Uh, there's that. Yeah. So we switched dogs and we got a, <laughs> we got this, she's a, she was a really sweet dog too, but she had a sock eating problem. <laughs> we had CJ and she kept <laughs> swallowing socks. <laughs> and my dog also has a sock eating problem. I oh, get but it. CJ swallowed them whole. Oh, real. Okay. Buffy's All never done that. All the time. Buffy at this point, Buffy will just grab a sock and she just, Buffy, Buffy's like only goal in life is cuddles and chasing. So like, absolutely they are. She just wants you to chase her. And so she'll grab a sock because she knows that we don't want her to have a sock and we like, we'll chase her for it. And then like, sometimes if like, if we don't chase her sometimes, not always, but sometimes she'll just drop it because she's like, ah, dang it. Didn't work. (laughs) Mm hmm. But yeah, she's never tried to swallow one whole. My goodness. No, she swallowed him whole all the time. I think she actually might have ended up becoming a working dog. Really? I think she, I I don't know for sure, but I think CJ did. Um, So anyway, we had this dog for a week and Cassie was gone. Um, And when she got back, she was acting really weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And... And I was, I was just confused. I was trying to play with her, like get her like comfortable, and she wasn't really playing. Um, but all of a sudden, I was, I was wearing, so I was wearing a hat this day. It's kind of important. I was wearing a hat, and all of a sudden, my this dog's feet are on my back, and I'm laid out on the floor. Like she, she puts me, she tackled me to the ground. Oh my gosh! From my knees, I was on my knees. Okay, sorry, I was on my knees. She put her hands, her like, paws okay. on my back, and pushed me down to the ground. But still, um, though, yeah, she was. And she was, not... she was just like a fifty-pound dog. Yeah, like not huge or anything. Um, but like not tiny. So she's standing on my back, and she takes my hat off with her. Like she takes my hat off my head, <laughs> and she nibbles my ear. 
Oh. <laughs> she's <And> like, <laughs> this girl was like, I'm the captain now. I know. I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what to do. That's like I, a Captain Phillips moment. She was like, I was like, this dog's going back for training in like two weeks. But then after that, she was acting completely normal. She like started wagging her tail and jumping Aww. around and playing with me. It was, it was less like a, I'm in, in charge now and more like a, I'm back. It's me. I'm Cassie. Aww. And, and cause we were good. May, I mean, like maybe it was like kind of like a, I'm ready kind of thing. Cause this was towards the end of her mm-hmm. time with you guys. So maybe it was just like a, yeah. Hey, I got this. I'm ready. Well, my family would joke that like that it started out as me raising Cassie and it turned into Cassie raising me. Yeah. Uh, because I, I could literally like, and we weren't like super encouraged to do this, but I could literally walk down the street with my eyes closed while she was walking. Yeah. Um, I did it a few times just to see, just to test her out. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she always liked to lead her, um, her only issues at, at our puppy meetings was that she would pull if she wasn't in the lead. Um, as yeah. soon as she got to the lead, she was relaxed and <laughs> she was happy. But uh, we, yeah, she wanted to be the boss for sure. She is. She was a. She was a boss. Um, but also just so sweet at the same time. Yeah. Um. She, so was she? Would was she able to be like a working dog? Yes. Cassie became a breeder um, for Southeastern Guide Dogs. Um, so we took her back um, to school that April. Um, that was really hard on me. Uh, yeah, oh <laughs> I wasn't gosh, ready to let her so go. Um, but but she she was ready. Um, and at the time at the school, they you just kind of dropped them off and left. Um, now now they have a big ceremony. Um, oh, that's that way you get like some more closure. Absolutely. That's good. Um, so Cassie. Yeah. So the breeders go through the same training that the guide dogs go through. And as a razor, you don't you're not allowed to have contact of any sort. You're not allowed to hear anything about your guide dog puppy that you Aww. spent like a year raising for like a solid month or two. Okay. They just want, they, they don't want like razors to like be to calling like the school. like they have like ownership. Yeah. Or to, yeah. or to be like calling the school and trying to like yeah. give advice on their dog. Cause it's right. not your dog. Um, right. Yeah. And, um, I think, I think that's one thing. And I think they just, they want, they want you to move on and they want the dog to be able to move on. Cause mm-hmm. it is hard. It's hard on the dogs too. The dog and the dogs do not forget you. Um, so, um, so Cassie, like we got a, we got a letter a few months after Cassie left for school that she was, um, that she did all, passed all her physical exams. So they can't have hip or elbow dysplasia, um, which is basically where their hips or elbow joints or, or or shoulder joints are not, the joints aren't deep enough. And so it's easy for the for the bone to pop out of socket i i believe and it wears their joints down faster yeah um if i'm wrong okay sorry um so um she passed all those tests and then she continued through most of the guide dog tests and they were like she 
passed brilliantly. She's a gorgeous dog. We're going to make her a breeder. Um, they do, they do good breeding practices. I promise. Um, and she had two leaders, two leaders, litters. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. She had two liters of puppies, two litters of puppies for the program. I'm doing great. I'm just like picturing like, this like is a the soda best bottle of ever. puppies. I don't know. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. But litters. Yeah. Got it. So they, they retired her after two litters and they normally do that with their females. Um, That's they don't, good. they don't want them to be over. They don't want to overbreed them and they yeah. don't want to, they don't. Yeah, it ages dogs. It ages dogs really oh, fast. Oh, of course, that is so hard. I mean, like even on humans, like that's really hard mm-hmm. on your body. So, yeah. That's so, good. so she had two li- two litters of five puppies. I think both had five puppies. Okay. I got to meet one puppy from each litter, actually. Oh, um, yeah. And my family raised one of her puppies from her second litter, Faith. Um, that's so cool that you got to meet. One of her, one of her babies. She looked just like her, except yeah. that Faith was black with a white spot on her chest. Aww. Um, so, um, that was Cassie's story. She lived. So the breeders live with a family when they're not, um, like once they're retired or. Well, when they're in the program too, like when they're when she was pregnant, oh, okay. she lived with that family. There was a family in Florida. I'm in. I think I'm friends with some of them on Facebook. Um, oh, that's cool. Still, but um, so I got to follow some like Cassie. Every I got to see pictures of her every now and then. But I, I actually this is gonna be really sad. I'm sorry, I never got to see her again in person. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, Cassie did. She passed away in 2017. Um, she was about 10 years old. I'm not sure what happened. I think she got cancer. Um, mm-hmm. but she lived a great life and she had. 10 puppies and most of them became working dogs and are still working um so yeah, yeah. that's like her legacy mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um but my family raised so my family raised nine other dogs i'll mention them each briefly um so there there was al um who was an ambassador for um southeastern oakley um had elbow dysplasia couldn't work maggie became our pet because she had anxiety um (laughs) sweet maggie faith was uh cassie's puppy um and she is currently working with a veteran as their service dog um i think she's currently working still um zuzu became a actually working guide dog with a blind person um and i love okay just real quick i love zuzu's name because like, yeah. Wasn't she named after like the, the little wonderful girl life? It's a wonderful life. So cute. Zuzu I love that movie. Also loved to hear saxophone music, and Aww. if we and we always said that we always asked her if she was looking at her pedals, <laughs> and she loved it. She, um, yeah. Allie um, was adopted, and Marvin is working with a program where he helps a teenager who is probably or is most likely going to go blind in the future yeah um marvin had his own eye issue actually his his eyes always watered or one of his eyes always teared oh yeah i remember that Mm -hmm. about him yeah yeah you met marvin yeah i got to meet um ali and marvin yeah so um there we went hiking we went on a little hike with marvin and he was like so itsy bitsy i mean he was yeah he was probably like three months old yeah oh he was so 
But he was so cute, so well behaved. So um, Such a sweetie. So yeah. And, and then I think didn't we take him like was it oh. Taco Bell? Or like Chipotle? I no, it was Moe's. It was Moe's. Oh yeah. It was. We sat like, under the table. Yeah. He like sat under the table with us at Moe's. So cute. It's really funny surprising uh, wait waiters and waitresses with a dog under the table at a restaurant. Cause you literally I mean they're you know, eventually they are so well behaved with it. Like you forget that mm-hmm. they're there. Yeah. You yeah. forget they're there. It's awesome. Allie actually, so when I was teaching first grade, oh yeah, we actually I forgot. I convinced my principal, you know, that we you know, one of the things that we were studying in social studies was um community service, um, or like community helpers. And so guide dogs falls into that realm. And so I actually convinced my principal to have Allie come to school. And so she got to teach. It was probably way too many first graders for her, but she got to talk to a whole room of first graders yeah. and um, show her little tricks. And it was really cute. Yeah. And my kid, I mean, obviously, like my first graders loved it. Best day ever. So. Yeah. And the last fa- dog my family raised was um, Marvin. Marvin. Yeah, we talked about Marvin. We said mm-hmm. he, um, so he actually, something interesting about Marvin, he stayed with my family for um, a lot longer than a normal guide dog does. Yeah. Um, and it was really. Was there any, any reason for that? Oh. Yeah. It was because my dad was sick. Oh. Um, they, um, they were going to, so they were going to have Marvin come back to the school in August of 2019 and um, for listeners that don't know my dad passed away August 31st of 2019 um, oh. and wait what was the day he went back or he was supposed to he go was back? supposed to go back I don't remember exactly but it was sometime in August or oh, September wow. yeah okay, um, that would have been it was the fall and Marvin yeah. oh my god Marvin Marvin got the best job for him because he was just such a sweet, lovey-dovey boy. So lovey-dovey. And so handsome. Yeah. Um, and um, Marvin was very bonded with my sister, um, Amy. And she was living at home at the time. And my and when my dad passed away, the school, thank God, uh, <laughs> the school was so great. They were like, y'all can keep Marvin for a few more months. Um, that is so good of them that's so (laughs) yeah they yeah so we kept marvin until i want to say december and then one someone from our puppy our puppy group took him down to florida for us i don't think no we didn't we didn't go see his graduation um they do a little (laughs) they do a little graduation now do do they wear little hats oh when they graduate to get their job they do (gasps) Um, i need all of oh my gosh i need all the pictures (laughs) But I All actually, I forgot this too. I got to go see Faith. I got to drop Faith off at Guide Dog School. So mm-hmm. I got to drop off Cassie's baby at Aww. Guide Dog School. And that was when they changed the ceremonies and they did like a big celebration for all the guide dog, the puppy dog raisers. But I can't talk anymore. They, they did a big celebration and like made you feel special and like loved and like thank you for raising these puppies for us because we... We need this so that we can focus on the big yeah. dogs. Um, so, so yeah. So we got to keep Marvin a little extra, and then something really sweet um, that I wanted to share was that the oh, I love this the um, the 
group that my family trained with for gosh 10 10 years yeah y'all did this for yeah. a long y'all we did it for 10 years it was so nine long. dogs for 10 years yeah. um we started to overlap um i didn't even get to talk about that um <laughs> there's so much to talk about um and um i just completely lost my train of thought i'm sorry help Puffering. me out oh the puppy group um sponsored a dog um so you have to pay a certain amount to get and you get to name the puppy and you get to follow its journey um and they named a puppy after my dad um so there's a um i I think he's in guide dog school now i'm not sure he might he might be working um his name is his name is daryl because that was my dad's name. We should look that up and see if he's yeah like I need to where he's at right now. I need to find that out. Um, but my my family, my mom got to puppy sit puppy Daryl a few times Aww. and have him over. Um, That's so special. I never actually. I don't think I ever got to meet puppy Daryl. I think it was just it just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, but I know he, I know he was a really good dog. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna actually make. The guide dog story a two parter because we realize there's a lot of yeah, content kinda, here. We're gonna separate <laughs> it and talk more yeah. about southeastern guide dogs on a different episode. Yeah, because they're they do some really amazing things, really mm-hmm. amazing things, and they deserve like a whole episode. Yeah, yeah. Anna so could talk about this for ages. I <laughs> could. This could be a whole podcast on its own, probably. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. So let's um, move into a little. Yes. Yeah, so. Don'ts. Do's and don'ts for when you come across a guide dog or service dog. Um, Because this is something that there were a lot of things, you know, again, like because I got to meet Allie and Marvin. I learned a few things about how to interact with somebody with a guide dog. So first, don't. Very (laughs) important. Do not. If you see a dog in a vest... Uh-huh. Because they will always have on a vest, so you can identify them that way. If they mm-hmm. are working, they'll have on their working vest. Um, if you see a dog in a vest, do not pet that dog. You may ask permission. So, like, you can talk to mm-hmm. whoever's their handler. Um, you can talk to them and say, like, hey, can I pet your dog? But do not pet the dog without permission. Yeah. That or dog distract it. Right. Yeah. Like well, with, and that's why you like, don't. Come here, boy. Like, right, don't, and that's why you don't want to pet it. Is just because it's going to distract them from doing their job, um, and they could, you know, that person could need that dog in that moment to guide them, or, um, you know, like uh, we talked. I think during the cloud episode, we talked about I met somebody in college who had a service dog that could tell if their blood pressure was dropping. Yeah. You know, so that's something that, like, they really need to be focusing Mm -hmm. on. So do not pet, distract, definitely don't feed (laughs) a guide dog without (laughs) asking permission from its handler first. Um, Some do's. Oh, don't question. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, don't, another don't, don't, it is not your job to question whether or not a person needs a service animal. Um. So just don't question it. It is not, they are not just for blind people. They're very useful for people with vision loss. However, they're also very helpful for people who experience PTSD, Mm -hmm. 
um, people with anxiety, extreme anxiety. Again, my friend that I met in college who with the blood pressure issue, like there's so many things that service animals Mm -hmm. can help. And a lot of those things are not things that are visible to you. Um, And again, like the person I met in college, she didn't, there was nothing like physical that looked any different about her. Um, It was only, you know, from talking to her about her service animal that I've heard about her disability. And if it's a puppy, it might be one in training that needs this. Yes. It needs the same kind of respect. Yes. Um, And then another thing, another huge don't is don't be one of those people who like pretends that your dog is a service animal. Like we know that you can. It's not cool. You can buy and it's actually really harmful to people who need the service dogs. So when we took little Marvin, I can't remember if it was Marvin or Allie, actually. I don't know. I can't remember. I know we went on a hike with Allie, too, because there was a rattlesnake on yeah. the trail. Oh, yeah. I and that. I know we took Marvin on the I trail. I kind of think it was Allie, I actually. Too. But anyway. Um, but when we took one of the bu- pups to Moe's, um, somebody was actually, actually questioned whether or not he was actually a service mm-hmm. animal or service animal in training. Um, and, yeah, I think it was the manager asked to see papers to make sure that this was legit. Yeah. And so that's – and that's part of the problem is that people will take – their dogs they'll buy like a vest on amazon put it on their dog and take it to the like the supermarket and then their dog is not actually a trained service animal yeah and, and so acts out and tries right so they'll act the out they'll try to pet somebody and it just causes it <laughs> what did you say <laughs> so that it acts out and tries to eat the bananas sure okay <laughs> it was a joke i don't know okay <laughs> yes they'll try to eat stuff right and so then when somebody comes in and they have a service animal, you know, that is a working dog, they are less likely, you know, like there's more pushback about like if you can bring an animal in. So just don't do that. Don't be one of those people like animals are amazing. They're great. I I totally get wanting to take your dog everywhere. I get that. But just you don't need to. And there are people who they need it. Mm-hmm. Um. Some do's, if you see a service animal, absolutely go talk to, like, you can feel free to talk to the handler. Feel free to the person who is using the service animal. That's, I think, one of the great things that service animals do, especially if it's somebody who has anxiety, is it just Mm -hmm. creates, like, a connection for other humans, too. Because, yeah, you see a dog, you want to go talk about the dog. It's hard to connect. It's a little hard to connect with people when you can't see anybody. That's <laughs> true too. When you yeah. have anxiety and it's hard to and it's hard speak to up. start a conversation, yeah. right? If somebody's talking about your dog, there's a lot less pressure there. So, yeah, if you see yeah. somebody with a service animal, absolutely go talk to them, say hi, talk about their dog, um, mm-hmm. and you can ask to pet the dog. Just be ready for them to say no because they very they're well working. <laughs> yeah, and they. There's a very good chance that they'll say, yeah, I'll pet her or pet him too. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we will have to continue talking about Southeastern later. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Yeah. I was kind of having a hard week. It's amazing. I was having kind of a hard day today. Um, so needed my little puppy pick me up. Yeah. Feeling a lot better after that. Um. 
We'll post some pictures of we will my yes. family's guides. Or all the guide know, dog pups. All the pups on um, our socials. Yeah. Yeah. So please feel f- please follow us on Instagram at Puppy Dog Tales Pod. That's Tales with T A L E S. Mm-hmm. You can also follow us on our Facebook page. You can go like that. Same thing. Same name. Search for Puppy Dog Tales Podcast. I think that one is. I see you. Same yeah. difference. Um, and then also wherever you're listening, um, be it Samsung or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us a rating. Please. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah. Um, leave us a review. It helps us to get more listeners and get the podcast out to more people. Um, yeah. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Keep calm and wag, wag on. on.